0: Episode 338 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little, along with me as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. A man who just blew another candle. <laughs> it's Russell John the Fisherman. I man. forgot about that. Happy birthday. Yeah, I feel old. That's why. How does twenty-four feel? Dude, I don't I don't know. <laughs> that was a long time ago. No. Uh, no, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be good. Okay. Also joining us is Oksana Valerian of Osage, who is also turning 24 very soon.
1: <laughs> the day after this recording.
0: <laughs> but did y'all... Uh, yeah, what is that about? What? Y'all's birthday is too close. Nah, it's good. Is it good? It's all... Yeah, you get one, it.
2: one fell swoop? Yeah, and we do nothing for either of them, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're surrounded with other people's birthdays, too. So it, Every yeah.
1: couple years, my birthday lands on Mother's Day, too. So it's like, okay. I mean, I, yeah. I guess it's an even bigger party.
0: Yeah, happy Mother's Day to everybody. And we wish a very special happy Mother's Day to Randy Michael Statt in Atlanta, <laughs> Georgia.
3: That's me. Yeah, I didn't even see my mother on this Mother's Day because I'm now not living in California. <laughs> you now not living in <laughs> California. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. I caught uh, her though. As about to, you came to a Facetime, dude. I don't know. I'm not a big Facetime guy. Yeah, but it's your
0: madre, dude. You were ripped from her womb.
3: That's true. We've been talking a lot recently, though, mostly because she's been helping me with a thing that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to announce that thing on the show yet, yeah, dude. I don't know. I guess it's fine. I uh, I bought a house out here. Yeah, it's still uh, paperwork, still so going through and everything, but uh, yeah, yeah kind of excited. Agree. Now, Randy, how, how
0: laborious is the house buying process?
3: If I didn't have my mom who knows a lot more about the business because she's been in it her entire life, it would be uh, much more difficult, I think, just because I don't, like, I'll read paperwork, but I like, don't really understand a lot of it most of the time.
0: So you just let mommy do it, is that, is that what's happening right now?
3: No, I mean, sure, like, explain things to me when I have questions, and sure, oh, like, yeah. you know. If I were in your situation, that 100% would be the scenario. I'm trying to learn some things. I've learned some things here and there, but yeah, you know, I've had to e-sign, like, or er, 50 documents, probably. I don't know. Maybe less than that, but it seems like I'm e-signing a new thing, like, every day.
1: <coughs> is homeowner's insurance, like, mandatory in Atlanta?
3: Is it right not there. everywhere?
1: I don't know. I've never owned I, a home. I'm pretty sure it is. That makes sense.
3: Yeah. The insurance isn't, isn't too bad, though, considering uh, all the other things that go into buying a house. But Can yeah. I persuade you in a home warranty? <laughs> I'm good.
0: We'll talk off air. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah, Randy, fuck you. You moved from California. You seem happier and healthier. You're doing a bunch of interesting shit. You're fighting the curb. You're buying houses now. How many, how many bedrooms you got in that house for your uh, large family of just you?
3: Uh, that's three. Well, so I'll I'm, have my bedroom, and I'll have a podcast slash uh, office slash music room, and then I'll have a uh, room for guests. Oh, my God. Where's, gotta, the, where's your jerk-off shit? <laughs> I'd have a jerk-off shit. It's the same as the music room. Okay. <laughs>
2: Dude, <laughs> I, well, I'm glad you're putting that podcast money to work. Um, I'm sure you know we'll it. buy a house now any day with our ad revenue.
0: Now, Randy, you also got... Now, Randy's going to have a big yard out there. Now, Randy hasn't cut grass in many, many years. He did tell me last week that was his first job he ever had was mowing grass. So, yeah. Randy, when you pull the trigger on a lawnmower, I want to help you with that decision because that's a, that's, a uh, that's a big decision you got to make there.
3: Okay. I think I'll probably go Yamaha. Are Yamahas no. good? What? <sighs> See? This kid. Brand loyalty, dude. He needs- I got a Yamaha drum set back home. Does Yamaha make lawnmowers? I don't know. I feel like they do, but maybe not. I believed him. No. We're
0: gonna get you we're gonna get you a husk of Varna.
1: Just get a goat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a service if you own a lot of property. The Skywalker Ranch does it, where someone will bring their herd of goats and what? they'll just chew your grass down. Oh,
0: that was a huge thing here in the city for like a month,
4: I think. What? Dude, no. What? What? Do, grass do you not, in the city. Do you not,
0: do you not remember? On Bart, you could see it. It it was um, right after the Daily City stop on Bart, there was a backyard there that had a bunch of goats, no, I
4: don't
0: and there remember. was a fucking sign. <laughs> I don't write Bart. It said, "Rent our goats."
3: <laughs> yeah, you could do goat yoga too. Yeah, I don't was yeah. What's the goat yoga thing? I don't know. I know it's a thing though. You I mean, just maybe do they like step on good. your back when you're like stretching or something. What? I'm going to tell you something. I don't don't like a goat.
1: (laughs) Oh, city grazing. Our adopted goats are available to rent.
0: City grazing. Now, that's good marketing. (laughs) That's good marketing right there. I've got no issue with that. All right. Get them as an ad.
2: Reach out to them. Tell them we'll we'll be your sponsor. No, dude. Goats
0: goats are Satan, dude.
2: Okay. (laughs) You know, Black Phillip. I did get a a t-shirt as a gift with a goat on it. Yeah, goats... That's no good. It definitely was not an advertisement for city grazing. I think it was- I don't want to go- It was an ad for the Dark Lord. Chickens. I'd do
0: a chicken too. Just a chicken?
4: I don't don't know. How many do
2: you need?
0: (laughs) Four. Don't don't they lay a lot of eggs? Let me tell you something. You got chickens though, you got a target on your property. Yeah, for sure. You know, the the wolves, the coyotes, the javelina.
1: One of the houses we looked at when we were um, moving had a chicken coop in the backyard in what San Mateo what no.
2: city is it It was over by uh oh, fuck I don't remember <laughs> who cares local <laughs> it references was like in the, in the city
1: in the city where you wouldn't expect someone to have a chicken coop
0: Yeah, I don't know. Do you think we could manage a chicken coop here? No. Mm-hmm. We don't have anywhere to put it. All right, all right. Absolutely not. Stay with me.
4: <laughs> what about if I want to keep some bees? Yeah, probably put, not Put on the back porch What's the problem? You've got
2: commitment issues is the problem You know I've always wanted to be a beekeeper I don't know, we don't need a feral hive in the backyard <laughs> James Hetfield's a beekeeper uh-huh. Bees are fascinating I agree You saw Jackass forever I was watching a gameplay Somebody was playing a horror game I think it was about Buff Doge like mm. Following you through a labyrinth And you're, you're followed by another kind of meme and one of the random things he said was, honey's the only type of food that doesn't spoil. Is that true?
0: It doesn't really spoil, no. Okay, weird. But it will- I'm glad um, I learned that fact watching that <laughs> game It will turn <laughs> solid. Yeah, but it doesn't rot?
4: Why is that? I don't know if it does. Well, because there is a insane amount of sugar. Good band name, Rotten Honey.
0: That's oh, a good it's name. No, That's it's, a good name. How <laughs> How's that a good name? <laughs> but it's good for a band. Well, it just makes me think of Eli Roth. Why? Rotten fruit.
2: Oh my God! Fruit Everything's fruit. back to Eli. I know. All right. Well, I mean, uh, I guess we should start. We should probably mention that the uh, virtual fest was last night. Um, and yesterday afternoon. Yesterday morning. Yeah, it was just all. It was a twelve-hour thing. I think we were correct this time. It was eleven and a half hours long. Yep. Uh. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody yep. that came out. Randy was there.
3: Were you there the whole time? My computer was on the whole time, but I was uh asleep for the last several hours. Oh, you didn't get to see your uh film debut? No, I didn't. I'll see it eventually. I uh however
2: did. It was the first time I watched our appearance in uh the Barbados project. Holy god, did did uh Thomas transform that movie? He it like It went from like a DIY project that was kind of um, using computer assets to include a monster, which I thought was cool. To like, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know how many times he ran through that thing, but everything had like a HUD display and like so many different transitions and like over. I don't know. He, uh, yeah, he he leveled that movie up for sure, and um, it's funny. You and
0: your video game references.
2: Because I hate it. it's just a cultural reference now. So Leveled you're a up hack or coin. Like, dude, video games are a part of it. It's in the side guys. We gonna win you off of YouTube, dude. Um, <laughs> dude, so I'm plugged into to the, the world, humanity. Um, yeah, yeah, I know why you guys didn't like our little appearance in that movie.
0: Because it was shit. I'm the only one talking in it. Y'all are egocentric. Do you know why? Do you, <laughs> you know why? <laughs> why? Because, because Randy and I Randy and I were the ones <laughs> making jokes, and then all those jokes got cut out. Hell yeah! Yeah, They're, it's funny though because
2: it's like the the uh, digital effects are so busy that we're like flying all over the screen, like moving around. Or, it, dude, <laughs> yeah. it's great. I thought it was a trip. Are we at the end of the movie? We're at the yeah. We're towards the end. Okay. Um, I think
3: you have the last line of the movie, Clark. From a review I read. Fall. Wait, somebody reviewed his last line. <laughs> Uh, I think David Robson reviewed the movie, and it said something about Clark finishing off the movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. that
0: Clark
2: finishes. (laughs) (laughs) It just takes a really long time. Um, You're welcome. Dude, Thomas Burke, great. Uh, We already got an inquiry where somebody's trying to book the Barbados project in another film fest, so... (laughs) big things coming our way the barbados hell boys. yeah <laughs> I, don't
5: know.
2: I hate i hate i missed it man it was yeah i know i was bummed too especially because it was going so well and that uh dutch merrick uh the director you know the the brain behind uh horror in the high desert he loved your poetry and um I didn't know
0: how any of that would play, because we had a weird little nope. wraparound thing going. I mean, there have been 337 episodes of nothing but pure poetry on the show, so <laughs> what do you expect? No, but I mean, he like legitimately was just like, hey, these, these are pretty good. It
4: I, I, don't good. Think
2: I, I don't think I was in the chat for the intro to Whore in the High Desert, though. Did he enjoy his poem?
1: I think so. I, honestly, I don't remember specifics. I yeah. might have been not looking at the chat, too.
2: Anyway, there were a lot of people in there. Um, but even
1: our in-person audience really appreciated that they were, people were getting shushed when the poems were starting. So.
5: <laughs> oh, wait, really?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I got shush
2: power, babe. Actually, uh, one of the members of our home audience here, because while we were hosting the event online, uh, we had to strategize, Oksana and I. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll host the event here <laughs> because there was also a clash with like an attempted birthday party for me. And I was like, we're doing a film fest. No. So, I mean, I appreciate everything. My mom made a cake. Did you see it? Oh, your mom made the cake? She made that. Yeah. She did all of the, uh, I don't know what she did. Is that frosting that you can't eat?
1: It's not frosting. A lot of it, there's like double-sided tape. She made little like director's chairs and a bunch of uh, five virtual but What did she signs? make it out of? I think it's plastic. Fondant. Fondant. No, it's not fondant because I bit on one of those stars and it's 1000% not edible at yeah. all.
3: Fondant's edible.
1: What? It's not. That's
3: it's the, only the only word thing. I knew that it had to do with cakes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was too and it looked like it, but no. Asbestos.
2: It was fondant footage? How did we not- <laughs> My man. Wait, okay. You know, if My you're listening man. to this show, you can. I give you the right. Go ahead. You can make some found fondant uh, features if you want and we will show it
0: that's a birdman. <laughs> yeah, that that's to, a birdman. Give man that to Birdman.
2: Also, uh Birdman Charlie um who works on the festival with us, he came by and handed me uh the best birthday present ever, which was a box of uh VHS tapes. <laughs> now, I know this year we were going anti-VHS uh, as he died, but you know, normally um we've been doing the overlook thing for so long that people They'll dump their collection on us, like when they move or something. Uh, One time, there was a cockroach in a box. It freaked me out. Oksana had to kill it with a bat. Another time... (laughs) What kind kind of cockroach? uh, I don't know. It was big, and it had antennas that were very lifelike. (laughs) That's the the American. They're not infestation. You're fine. Oh, Okay, good. I'm glad you said that, because I was very worried. One
1: dead one and one living one in the box. Yeah, it
2: wasn't here. uh, I'm an expert of cockroaches. Okay. (laughs) god i wish that
0: wasn't true but oh
2: oh, yeah i oh i could imagine with your work but um no normally when you get a collection dumped off it's like shit that you can find anywhere and you're kind of like i don't know how many copies of this i want this one was like a real collection and i'm like dude these are good uh one thing that i off the top of my head he had a couple of like early vhs tapes that had kind of like the neca action figure cover where it's like a book and you open it up. Neckle wafers? No. <laughs> yes, <Neckel laughs> Uh Where? Yeah, it opens like a book, but he, I think there was like Invasion of the Body Snatchers had that. Uh, he had an Apex release of Uncle Sam with the lenticular cover. I was like, dude, are you sure you want to give me these? And he was like, yeah, everything I wanted, I took. And I'm like, well, where did they come from? And he said, in uh, P-Town, Pacifica out here, a rental place had closed and he picked them clean so dude birdman fantastic gift but i again uh, everybody in the chat i thomas hung out all night uh mickey from the three friends was there chad was there from scary (laughs) like a gangster
0: (laughs) mickey from the three
2: friends (laughs) no i mean dude all these filmmakers um oksana had been communicating with jed shepherd Mm -hmm. and he came in he worked on host i'll tell you one one of my favorite um, things of the night was we were watching uh, Isaac's film, Isaac uh, Gabeef, the one who did people watching. And Jed was in there, who's a, uh, you know, he produced host and he was just like commenting on the production of that feature. And he was like, dude, I could, we could repackage this thing. I could see this moving. And it's like, what a trip. Because you was also like, damn, how'd he get this song? That's like a $30,000 um, exclusivity fee. You'd have to pay for this thing. And I was like, well, <laughs> between mm-hmm. you and me i think that's why nobody's ever seen this movie
0: yeah between you been- and me and everyone who just listened <laughs> to our millions of listeners no no, across no. The i uh, i
2: i put it i wrote it i said hey if you're not jed don't read past this point point." and i said uh, i don't think you paid for it so i as long as nobody tells that's listening on the podcast right now i think we're good but um yeah i think isaac isaac popped in there rodriguez Mm-hmm. but uh i don't know if it worked we did A, if you had issues out there with sia we're sorry we're figuring this thing out and um their app would not work with yep. our fucking stream which was super annoying but i don't know what are you gonna do
1: i thought we just turned off the ticket buying through the app but i didn't realize that was like everything with the app.
2: yeah if we're gonna get into it <laughs> when we were setting the thing up they offered they're like hey it's gonna cost you more per ticket because we had to pay for everybody that attended and how long we were streaming." They're like, if you want to let people buy through the app, it's going to cost you more money in like an exponential way. And we're like, screw it. We'll do it mm-hmm. on the website. They didn't tell us that when they shut it down, though, it would block the app use completely. Which, why would you do that? Like, w- yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, but it worked out good for the most part. So, yeah, I don't know. Thanks to everybody who came out there. Again, you miss out on uh, having like time with these filmmakers. They were just in there in the chat hanging out. Um, and, of course, Randy, too, who was there. He was very uh, was there. He had jokes, too. You missed it, Clark. He was in rare <laughs> form.
0: Randy's always got jokes.
2: Randy, did you end up doing a screening party at your house, or were you solo? No, I was solo Bolo. Boo. Yeah, I uh, again, if you watched it, like I'm talking to you, the audience now, if any of you watched it and you were there the whole time, hit us up. I'd love to hear about it, especially if you had a viewing party. It seemed like nobody did, like except for us which we had like, I don't know, like 15 people here or something. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. I don't know. I, I really like the live stream stuff. So if people dig that, I'd like to keep doing it. It's, I don't know. In person versus online, I, w- I would like to compare them, but they're so different. I can't like, I don't know. The pros and cons, like don't, there's no Venn diagram there. Yeah. so um, Anything else? Again, happy Mother's Day to my mom. She made the beautiful cake. We had to post pictures of that. Yeah, the, uh, the cake
1: was amazing. Um,
2: We're glad to have you back, Clark. Thank you. Uh, I know we talked about it before recording, but you ate a bunch of good food. I was lurking on your Instagram.
0: I gained uh, two and a half pounds in three days. <laughs> that's
2: not even worth bringing up. No, that's nothing. I had, I had in
0: you know ribs. <laughs> Multiple steaks,
5: okay.
0: multiple cakes, donuts,
2: chili cheeseburgers. and what you had a treadmill. You only got two and a half
0: pounds. Catfish. I feel like I gained five pounds last night. <laughs> I did a lot of walking on Friday. Right, I had to go yeah. home. My sister uh, graduated her, um, got her graduate degree, and uh, she's a therapist now. She she she. She got a job offer during graduation. Oh, rad. Yeah. She had to call him back. She was... <laughs> um, the shit works. Get yeah. a degree, the jobs just start pouring in. Um, also, the graduation. God, those are brutal. Absolutely brutal. Was it hot? We, yeah, it was hot. It was in a gymnasium in the Delta in Mississippi in May. Yeah, you put the pieces together. <laughs> it was awful. We left early. Um... And then the commencement speaker was the CEO of Charles Schwab. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. That's funny. And, well, I always think it's great when people who are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, you know, do a very good job of pretending they're humble people. Um, that that's, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. And I'll tell you, he did a very good job. Because <laughs> I kind of like the guy. Yeah, um... The company I work for, and he was short. Charles, I mean, he did a short speech. He was average
2: height. Charles Schwab's daughter is a client with us, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. This is a little bit too behind the curtain, but uh, our former third t- chair, Justin, who stopped by on my birthday at work, and uh, he told me, uh, "Yeah, I don't know." I'm going down a weird tangent here. Anyway, uh, he broke a like limestone pedestal thing that they had ordered the Schwab family. Yeah. They fucking flipped out. And uh, so it was an ongoing joke for a while that he had a vendetta against the Schwabs. (laughs) Because they took it personally. And I mean, it was like a granite. It was just a block. Where's the Schwabs, dude? It was like a fucking
0: three grand piece of brick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Should we start? And then last thing. um, Yeah. She graduated from Delta State University, which (gasps) is this. They're the fighting okra. Oh, that's an okra on your yeah, shirt. Yeah, look at the back. <laughs> He's got boxing gloves.
2: I thought it was There's a, a bigger on the back. It
1: looks like a pickle.
2: Yeah, it looks like a pickle.
1: Oh my god.
2: <laughs> oh, that's... Hell yeah. I'm into it. Can you right? see that, Randy? Yeah, it's kind of cool. Wait, wait he, the camera's not over there. Dude. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh tight. Well, Randy, I figured out in Zancaster how to make the whole monitor just you. Which I have to say, I've been trying to do for a long time, and now that I've done it, it's kind of creepy. Oh, that's creepy. way better. It's kind of mm-hmm. creepy. Though. I like it better. I don't know. It's like he's at the table. It's freaking me out.
1: Is okra, like, native to Mississippi or well, something? Well, okra,
0: you can grow okra in a shoe. <laughs> but yeah, okra's big. Um,
2: also, when he was trying to show you the back of his shirt, Randy, he turned so the monitor could see it.
5: <laughs> no, <laughs> I,
0: no I, for whatever reason, I was, going, I was headed to your camera. Oh, that's because I didn't weird. even. Yeah. I know. I didn't even think. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, okay.
2: I'm awake now. I'm glad we had our hangout time and could thank everybody. Because uh, I don't want to look sleepy when David comes in. All right. Do we? Uh, again, I haven't printed out the bingo cards. Coffee. Okay. You think there's coffee? He's over pace. Randy, you
3: got anything? Uh, the uh, observation train deck, okay. whatever. <laughs>
2: You caught me mid-sip. Okay, so we got an observation train. Oxana, you got a prediction? Cakes. Oh, okay. Oh, going big. <laughs> wow, you're just shooting in the dark now. I mean, oh, who knows? Maybe you talked to him before, but uh, yeah, I I'm mean, not seeing treats, cake in the future.
1: Treats are on his radar almost weekly now, so cakes are just a tangent of treats.
2: All right, well, let's bring him in.
4: Good morning. It's May 8th. 2022, and it's a Sunday. Day two of weekend projects, and the fun work train is rolling. Don't forget to enjoy the dining car where you'll find fine food, treats, drinks, including hot, fresh coffee also (laughs) the observation car oh and today i plan on visiting both for coffees and occasionally take a coffee to the observation car (laughs) and enjoy the scenery in this fantastic world as we travel along, everyone, have a great day. He How's said he said coffee three times. I, was he drunk?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he had a little adventure there. He brought the coffee into the observation car, and then it seemed like he didn't really know what you'd do in that car. I mean, when,
0: when you hear him talking, uh, do you guys visualize him on a train?
2: No, I, I, I visualize him in a very damp cave where you just hear That's the way <laughs> to go Dude, it was bad that time Yeah, it was real bad
1: Actively drinking while he was talking
2: I think his dentures were falling out and he was trying to keep them in
0: Dude, he's got OMM hard I hate it Old <laughs> man, man mouth Yeah. Old, Old man, man mouth, mouth, look at my life Um, okay What are
2: we doing next? I uh, Again, it's been very busy So I haven't done any segments, but we do have something. Oh, yeah.
0: Breaking news.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, we got got some female bag. Um,
0: Female bag.
2: Patrick, one of the directors of the Alien Report, wrote in and he said, uh, hey, Russell and Clark. Uh, Good. Thank you for putting me first. It's about time somebody did. Thomas sent me your latest podcast, and I can't thank you enough for mentioning the Alien Report again. You've been so incredibly kind and supportive. Once we begin releasing soon, I hope, uh, I hope to post that the I hope to post that podcast from last fall as a behind the scenes chat about the movie that said, what the fuck? We didn't win anything. (laughs) But Napoleon said. (laughs) But Napoleon said he was always amazed that his generals would risk their lives for a little bit of ribbon. I wanted enough five ribbon. I must admit it's true. So I'll have to try again sometime. I knew I should have stacked the audience. <laughs> if I can ever be supportive of your festival or do anything at all for you guys, please let me know. I can't thank you enough for such a great time. 30 second beers and all. He's the best. <laughs> Patrick, we uh, love you to death, dude. The best. Also, thank you for the interstitial. Clark was in the air. He was in air transit while we showed it. So I got to show you. Remind me. We'll like run through them after. By the that. way,
0: I, Patrick, I want to be very clear. I was 100% pro-cooking the books. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to be on the record. Hey, dude. I mean, that's why I wanted to mention
2: um, in that UF 5 virtual thing we did, uh, the awards. Because honestly, either our audience has just given up and has given everything five stars in person now. Or people really you know, actually it, to be fair, the Alien Report didn't have everybody love it. People either fucking love that movie or were like, eh, well, aliens aren't for me.
0: That's a great sign.
2: Yeah. No, for sure. And uh I know um Chad Lott from Scary Thoughts, he always he's like, dude, Alien Report was so fucking good.
0: Yeah. That was his takeaway yeah. from the fast one.
2: Yeah, that yeah. So Patrick, we love it. And honestly, I I mean Clark's not wrong. When when, uh, the jury got together and threw out the idea of a special effects award, I was like, ah, there was that reason that I talked about in that last episode that why we don't do that. But I'm like, "Mm, but we could, and we could get a alien report. So I don't know. Patrick, we love you. Uh, We love Kevin for putting up with you, and you're great. (laughs) Also, why the fuck aren't you listening to the podcast anyway? Thomas has to pull the episode and send it to you. Cool. Also, thank (laughs) you for doing that, Tom. Uh, Glad you made it back from Barbados.
0: Um
4: do i got anything else up top uh no i think that's it yeah i do want to talk about kevin the miami grand prix oh <laughs> all right
0: my turn for a bathroom break <laughs> now randy <laughs> randy knew about this story but what uh, Randy knew about it, because it, uh, Russell, uh, I, did you not hear about uh, the giant controversy at the Miami Grand Prix this weekend, no, dude? No,
2: Oh, okay, no. no. No? You you did? I have an inkling, this probably came up on that Tim Dillon podcast, right? No. Oh, okay. Then how does Randy know
3: about it? Because I know about F1, bro. Oh. I think I liked F1 before Clark did, and then once Clark started liking it, I, uh... I, I was never I was never fully on board, but like I was aware of it because my dad used to watch it and uh, yeah, I don't know. Then Clark really just took it took it and ran, dude. He's full bore. Randy Randy knew about Cinema before I did. Uh, yeah, I saw it at a uh, theater in San Francisco. Randy was in the I was more in the Cinnabon. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then I made you watch Cinna. I don't know. And you enjoyed it. I did. It was good. We talked about it on here. The Miami Grand Prix. First time Miami has held a Formula One event. This was a big thing. Big event. Now, is it going to be bigger than Vegas in November of 2023? Maybe not. Did I tell you that, that uh, they're going to be in Vegas? Are we going? I'm 100% going. (laughs) You want to go? I don't know. I'm down. It's going to be insane. I'm going to do a podcast. They're They're racing on the strip, dude. Oh really? Two hundred miles an hour on the strip? What the? Fuck? It's going to be crazy. Well, that's cool because you could stand there for a long time, then they go by,
2: and then you could like go to a casino.
0: Dude, there's going to be over a million people going. Yeah, it's going to be crazy,
2: and I bet they're going to be the best audience in the world, dude.
0: <laughs> F one in Vegas, that's going to bring a cool crowd. So the big thing in Miami, you know, and again, you know, that Netflix show did an incredible amount for Formula One, but they get. To Miami, and it's like a circus down there. Um, actually, the race was today, and Pirelli is the official tire sponsor of okay. Formula One. Yeah, and so at the end, at the award ceremony, uh, the top three uh, get the podium, and they always are given a Pirelli hat to wear on the the uh, podium. Well, because they had it at. In Miami, at the Hard Rock Football Stadium, uh, which was the center where they held the, um, the podium ceremony, they gave them football helmets. Oh, the, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> they were Pirelli football helmets. But the big thing this week was, um, in the infield of the event, they had a fake marina. With, pla- with plastic water, but they had boats docked there, and surrounding the boats was just blue plastic, okay. fake water. Yeah. And it's, it pissed everybody off. Really? Yeah. Why? It just became like a thing. Weird. But honestly, like you looked at it in the race, it looked kind of
2: cool. I mean, it's a weird tableau anyway. Yeah. Why not? Just do
0: it. Why do people get mad? Dude, they lost their minds. Fake water. <laughs> yeah, they lost their minds, and well, it's it's a lot of British people mm-hmm. because Formula One, um, you know, huge presence in Britain, and, and the majority of the uh, personalities uh, because it's Sky Network, and Sky is um, out of Britain, but um, SkyNet. There you go. And, and Stupid. dude, they, they, they were just roasting the whole thing. And here's my thing. You know, Brits, look, we're glad to have you in our country, okay? Come here. Sure, we have fake water, but you guys have a fake government. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. okay? You got a 90-year-old incestuous queen with a pedophile son going around fucking kids on islands, and then you've got, you know another person running your government and she's just the face so <laughs> chill out um speaking of skynet you know tomorrow is oxana's
2: birthday and she w- refuses to pick something to do <laughs> so the idea i had i don't know if i mentioned it last night you did but uh <laughs> yeah skynet you know in my head it makes me think of oxana's first love before she met me eddie furlong Stupid. who uh <laughs> You know was in t2 so you got her a cameo no so i was thinking for your birthday <laughs> we should watch my favorite eddie furlong movie the crow four dude nobody's seen it again i'm gonna pitch it one more time on this show fat eddie furlong plays the crow he's dating tara reed he's- tara reed I don't
1: think he's dating her. It doesn't
2: matter. Tara Reed's in the movie. Uh, Dennis Hopper plays a priest of Satan. Dennis Hopper is in the. He's he's in it. Mm -hmm. David Boreanaz is the bad guy. Oh, my God. David Boreanaz gets possessed by Satan. So he does that thing where it's like, I'm zany and evil now. You know, like, oh, I'm cringing thinking about it. Also, Danny Trejo's in the movie. He plays Danny Trejo. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking incredible. We need to watch that movie. Let's do that for your birthday.
1: Maybe
2: <laughs> she won't pick it's anything. The
1: crow wicked prayer. Do you want to guess?
2: I mean, you have an autographed poster, so I do. We should put that up. Well,
0: what, else, what else do you want to watch on your birthday?
1: It's got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa, it
2: does. <laughs> it's tight. The crow Four does. Yeah, it's got 35% audience and zero from critics. This is <laughs> that's a pretty good. That's, you know, that's something that's like the YouTube plaque you get. Didn't one year for your birthday, y'all watch <laughs> the suckling. Mm hmm. I feel like it was last year. I feel like this is better. She knows I'm going to make fun of her for liking Eddie Furlong, and you know the thing is, him being the fat crow, it wouldn't be bad (laughs) if they weren't trying to hide it, but they try to hide it. They try to edit around it. So it's like, well, he's
0: wearing a lot of black anyway, so that's fine. Yeah, I know, right? It's very slimming. Yeah, Um, I don't
1: think I've watched it ever since I blind bought it after like meeting him at Comic Con. Fifteen years ago, <laughs>
2: yeah, we were at we were at Comic Con, and I think they were promoting that movie.
1: Yeah, so the and, director and like producer also signed that poster, and then he was last, and he didn't even, yeah, he sucked.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, we should watch it. I think well, Clark, you would dig it. Who's me? who's cooler, Fat Eddie Furlong or Fat Brendan Fraser?
2: Ooh, I don't. Well, Eddie Furlong. I mean, <laughs> uh, even though I talk about um, how I disagree with so bad it's good, that's Eddie Furlong. Fat Brendan Fraser, I just like. Benjamin he Fraser. You also cool.
0: forgot another fat boy,
4: hmm.
2: Russell Crowe.
0: <laughs> okay. Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill. Fat Russell Crowe. Fat Brendan Fraser. Fat Eddie Furlong. Okay. Um, me first. You go. All right. Fuck Mary
2: Kill. I'm going to uh, marry uh, Russell Crowe. I'm going to fuck Brendan Fraser and kill Eddie for long.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm a hundred percent gonna marry fat Brendan Fraser. Okay, um, I would I would fuck Russell Crowe with fat. Okay, fat Russell Crowe. Yeah. And I
3: would kill Eddie for It just seems like it would be fun. <laughs>
1: Everyone would just kill Edward for
3: long. All right, Randy, you go. Mine was going to be the same order: uh, Russell, Brendan, Eddie. What? You okay? The same as Clark's? No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And all right, Oxana.
2: <laughs> you be careful how you answer this.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm oh, insecure. You have to. I'm insecure,
2: and it's going to hurt no matter what. You have what. to.
1: You
4: better say kill them all. <laughs> Come on, do it.
1: Um.
4: <laughs> She's really thinking about it.
2: She's taken out a pen and paper. She's weighing the all pros right. and cons. Pen and
1: paper was already here. <laughs> alright, so
4: who are we fucking? I don't know. I think uh She's really thinking
1: Brendan about
4: it. Brendan
1: Fraser. He's he's too sad to marry. <laughs> okay. What? I all t- right,
0: so alright, so we're boning for Brennan Fraser. We're going to, are we going to marry Eddie Furlong or are we going to kill Eddie Furlong? No,
1: kill him. He sucks.
0: Okay. <laughs> we're all there. All right. So we're killing our exes. See, I was thinking
2: you want the unhinged one to be married to because he, uh, he's going to be a protector. I don't see Brendan protecting me and I don't need intellectual like conversation or anything. It's proof with Oksana. So I just, <laughs> <Wow>. uh, <no. laughs> I was looking for one night with uh, Brendan. Eddie. One night with Brendan makes the heart go <laughs> stronger. Yeah, but really, think about what you want to do tomorrow. <laughs> I, okay. I feel bad because I only, it's almost like you have a birthday around Christmas where, because mine is two days before yours, people want to do shit on my day. And I'm like, I don't want to.
1: Also, mine is on a Monday. I'm like, I don't really want to
0: Yeah, but figure something out. We should do something. Yeah. Monday. Right. Hey, you can go to BJ's brew pub and get you a pazookie. Oh, what the hell is a pazookie? <laughs> uh, you never had a pazookie? No. You don't like the game banjo
3: Pazookie? Randy, tell me about Pazookie. <laughs> it's a cookie baked in a like a pizza pan, and then they throw ice cream on top of it. Uh, right. It does look good. It's it, a good, it's a it good
2: Can you all acknowledge Banjo Pazuki? Ban- B- I,
0: it was good. I, it was I know good. I was in my thing. I had to finish my thing, but I really enjoyed Banjo Pazuki.
1: It's also a tribe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, did they live on the land? We'd like them? to honor the Pazuki <laughs> <I don't> tribe. <laughs>
1: a Kurdish tri- tribe.
0: The Pazuki tribe?
1: <laughs> Pazuki is a Kurdish tribe whose members live in different regions.
0: Curtis? What? what is a Curtis tribe? <laughs> Curd ish. Curd. Or oh, the Way Tribe. Yeah. Oh, God. You beat me to it. Very uh, food punny episode here. The Pazooki Tribe? <laughs> Man. Right. If, if you are a member of the Pazuki Tribe, email us at <laughs> overlookpodcast at gmail.com. No. Wrong. hour <laughs> at gmail.com. There you go. Yes. Correct. Let's say podcast. <laughs> yeah, what the? i don't like referring i don't like referring to uh, the show as the pod oh i just like saying the show i either go cast or pod
2: cast yeah i know i say cast sometimes i kind of like just putting the apostrophe in there so it's like apostrophe cast (laughs) it's really dumb
3: all right are we gonna kick this thing off i don't know randy (laughs) save us all right, I got uh you might want to queue up a uh, a sound clip. All right. Because I have um it's not not this first one, but I have three different streaming services. Oh my god. This week the first All one's right. going to be uh very quick because uh I think everyone should watch it. We mentioned uh Joel Potrykus's films are now on the Criterion Channel. They're there and they also have a new I think it's like a 25-minute short that he did. To Thing from the factory by the field.
0: Oh, I like it. Good name, but let let's be very clear. That's not a short. That's a medium. Continue.
3: <laughs> so the the premise of the short is a band of teenage medium. metalheads get more than they bargained for when they accidentally kill a de- a demon during a satanic ritual. Oh, was this written for you.
2: I'm into it.
3: It's great. It's very fun. It uh, they accidentally it li- kill it. <laughs> yeah. It feels a little different um, than sort of some of his other stuff, but also kind of has his energy to um, the like color palette. And like the fact that he's working with kind of like younger actors kind of reminded me of uh, Larry Clark. No, it reminded me of this film called ham on rye, which I talked about here once um, visually it looks very similar. Um, but yeah, it's really fun.
0: Bukowski bullshit.
3: No relation, just uh, the title's the same as Bukowski, but yeah, if you've got a Criterion channel, check that out. Uh, do you guys follow Petrakis on Twitter?
2: Yes. Oh, God, I hate how active you are on Twitter without being active at all on Twitter. I'm a lurker.
0: You know you what know I like to watch. But you know, like Twitter is 99% that. I understand. Yeah. Do you follow Petrakis on Twitter? I don't think so. I should. He's tweeting a lot about being on the Criterion channel Uh and he's doing like a little behind the scenes stuff about Ape it's good oh cool yeah Uh, Randy did you see that no I missed that just basically saying that he and Joshua Berg um, that he was still working an eight hour job when they were filming Ape and they would film uh, they filmed over the summer and they would film all day on Saturday and all day on Sunday and by the end of the summer they had a movie damn huh and um, And then also And then um, Joshua Berg Got in there And just put like um, Captions Of a story That really happened Between him and Joel And he just said Basically Joel reached out to him And said Hey what are you doing Right now And he said Nothing He said Well The sunlight looks really good And I need to shoot you Shooting bottle rockets Into the horizon <laughs> cool. And he said Alright I'll get dressed <laughs> And so that was how they made Ape. And like, you could, yeah, I buy that. How, You, know, um, and you get
2: that spirit in
0: it. It's how, great. How
2: weird would it be? So,
0: uh, Robbie Smith, the
2: one I always bring up on the show, he was talking to Joshua Berg to be in, uh, Morning Deliveries, that Stephen King short. How weird oh, would yeah. that be? I mean, he got, um, Paris in there, who's great. A very, uh, Joshua Berg type character too. But like, how weird would that be if like in Grieve it was Berg? I don't know. Different movie. Different. That's our metaverse yeah. world right there. Yeah, it would be very different.
4: Yeah. All right. What else you got, Randy?
3: The second one is on a streaming service that uh, we have a clip for. I saw Great Freedom on movie.
2: Here, let me. I didn't even want to press it because Randy was... Yeah, you
0: bleh, ruined... You can't, Randy... <laughs> Do you not know how to tango, dude? This is a dance. This I, is a delicate, intricate dance.
2: I strained my damn wrist hovering and you, over and that button.
0: And you just come in here with your hardcore stomping. Yeah, dick.
3: <laughs> All right, let's take this again. <laughs> I saw a, uh, a new movie featuring Franz Rogowski called Great Freedom on... Okay. No. Fine. I. You know. I.
2: Did I,
5: you do it? I wanted, I wanted it? to cut him
3: up.
2: off. I wanted to be like when he said movie. I was gonna. He starts it. The M. And then I go both, movie. Both of you have no rhythm. And now the app shut down. Okay. <laughs> oh
0: my god.
3: I'm kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the movie of the week. <laughs>
0: What a fucking
3: disaster. It was too far gone at that point. It was good. I already lost it. I I liked it.
2: No, that was perfect.
3: So, a film with uh, a much different energy than the uh, previous short I just talked about. Great Freedom. Uh, I think it came out. It played some festivals last year, but I believe it is. uh, I don't know if it's premiering on movie, but it's in movie in the US right now. You don't need a VPN like Petite Maman. Um, (laughs) Petite Maman. Yeah, so they, they have a bunch of uh, Franz Rogowski films on uh, movie currently. They have uh, Transit, which I love, and uh, a couple other things that I need to check out. There's a movie called Lucifer, uh, which Robbie Smith, speaking of which, talked about on this program. Yeah, it's I great. Know, I covered again.
2: it too, Dick. Did you? Yeah. We saw it at the Little Roxy, baby. Oh, hell yeah. The, little, the Clark Little Roxy.
3: I watched that one too. It's, it's very good. Um, but yeah, Great Freedom um, is a movie that takes place like post-World um, War II in Germany. Um, Franz Rogowski plays Hans, who is uh, essentially in prison for uh, being homosexual uh, because of Paragraph 175, which criminalized homosexuality um, back, back in the day during uh, the war. And so you also find out that before the war, he was also in a concentration cat, concentration camp for being a uh, homosexual. so um, yeah, he, he ends up in prison, and then he um, it takes place over like 30 years. Um, goes by pretty quick, though, um, and it, uh, essentially he develops a very unlikely relationship with his sailmate called uh, his name's Victor.: What kind of relationship? Crowley? Uh, you know, it gets, uh, it gets kind of into a, a love story oh, essentially. Sweet. Um, but yeah, it, it's very good. The, all the acting in it is very, um, very good. Franz is always great. I feel, and Victor, uh, was really good as well. I don't have the, uh, actual actor's name here, but they're both very solid. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a tough movie to watch just because there's a lot of sort of you know suffering and not good stuff happening but um you also get a sort of insight into um hans's character and how like he's just gonna live and do his thing and kind of you know he's uh although he is in prison for being homosexual he isn't gonna really like let that kind of like you know affect how he uh has relationships with people and um, yeah, there's like still a lot of like life in his performance. It's not like, it's not super dreary. Um, Yeah, it's really good Um, there. So it essentially opens with like um, very uh, Frank depictions of uh, sex. So they're showing essentially like footage (laughs) uh, that somebody filmed like behind like a, like a one way uh, mirror type of thing um, of him like hooking up with dudes like in a, in a bathroom. Um, and then they're showing this before like his trial before they send him to prison. So like post concentration camp pre prison, um, they got all this footage of him. Um, how was that concentration camp? Dick? I don't know. You don't spend a lot of time there, but you definitely get a, (laughs) I don't know. What's the difference between concentration concentration camp, (laughs) Dick and prison Dick. I don't know. Probably similar. Well, I
0: would hope the movie would
3: tell. But no, it's very good. Um, like I said, it, it it does get dark, but there are some genuine, pretty sweet uh, moments. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how people will feel about the ending. They'll probably either go one way or the other. But it's a uh, it's on par with the rest of the movie, and I think it makes sense. So it definitely stuck the landing for me.
0: What's a cooler prison movie? That or Brawl in
4: Cell Block 99.
3: I don't know. I'm not a huge raw fan
4: well you're fucking up <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's fine i saw it once but i don't know my i don't know if i'd watch it again all time. my last movie is a movie that i have questions about sort of Ooh. not really just want to know if russell has seen it um
1: that's so before the
3: uh virtual festival yeah that's the only question i had some time to kill and i couldn't figure out what i wanted to watch so i uh Turned on the Kino Cult application on my Apple TV, <laughs> which has like a live TV function where they just program stuff and you could just tune in. And they're showing like you know whatever movie they they have programmed for that time period. And uh, the Evil Eye came on, um, literally ended right at two o'clock, or said it was going to end at two o'clock. So I was like, oh, I'll check this out. Uh, so a Mario Bava film called The Evil Eye from 1963. I guess it is also known as The Girl Who Knew Too Much you seen this?
2: No. Uh, it's definitely like, I'm aware of it. I've never watched it, though. It's got John Saxon yeah. in it, too, right?
3: It does, yeah. Yeah. Um, John Saxon and Leticia Roma- Roman. Um, it's Black and white takes place in Rome. Um, according to Wikipedia, it says it is considered to be one of the first giallos. Don't know how true that is or not, but... You know, I'm not generally a big giallo person, but... <laughs> I think just the like black and white photography and it taking place in Rome and seeing all these like, um, you know, very famous spots in Rome, kind of like back in the day, you know, 63 isn't necessarily that far considering how how long Rome's been existed. But um, I don't know. I really liked all the cinematography. Um, It felt kind of like a Hitchcock film or like a noir. Um, Yeah, it was very good. I don't think I probably would have checked this out. Um, had it not been just on, on the Kino cult application, just because, like I said, I'm not a, uh, a huge giallo guy, but yeah, this felt kind of more noir more kind of Hitchcock, uh, very fun, liked it a lot.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I just read the synopsis. It sounds very Hitchcock. Like a a mystery novel loving American tourist witnesses a murder in Rome and soon finds herself and her suitor caught in a series of killings.
3: Yeah. And then you find out that the killer um, is killing people in uh, alphabetical order, essentially, of their last name. So she finds out that she, uh, the letter of her last name starts with D and she's going to be the next
0: one. Little final destination there. Learning yeah. your faith. What if, but see, here's it. the thing. What if he did that, but the killer was also dyslexic? Okay. <laughs> That's a better story. That's a good twist. Yeah, that mixes Sweet. it up. I'm a good fucking writer,
2: dude. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good little twist in there. Also, uh, John Saxon is um, Nancy's dad in Nightmare on Elm Street. Just a little fun wow. trivia for y'all.
0: Oh my God, my life is now complete. <laughs> <laughs> Randy,
3: why are you watching Jallo, dude? It was on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's Like I there. said, I couldn't decide what I wanted to do to kill uh, roughly 90 minutes before the fest. So, all right, it just well, happened to be on, and it was a good choice. This is my
2: favorite part of the show, where uh, in our pre-meeting, yeah, we have meetings. We plan this whole thing out. In fact, uh, we script the show. Everything is scripted. We're reading lines. <laughs> and Clark, today, decided that he was going to tease us and not tell us what he covered. I think you have nothing. I think that's what the surprise is. Anybody
3: else got a guess? No, I heard it was embarrassing, but okay, (laughs) that's all I know. You don't watch uh, movies on planes either?
0: Something's going on with the American Airline Association. Uh Their internet does not work on the plane. And I can't access the application. I can't stream anything. What were you doing? uh, My butt was itching like crazy. (laughs) Where in the crack or just no like? no no crack was fine. I'm talking like <laughs> cheeks. No the well my butt cheeks and my the b- my thighs the under part of my thighs where well, everything oh. everything that was touching the seat. Yeah, here's what I think what was happening. Bugs. Yes, bugs. <laughs> they had no. uh, flight bugs. Very clean. No, not you. I the had feet. to wash clothes at my sister's house. I oh, don't know. And I was using a foreign detergent. I think maybe. That'll do it. Give you an itch. I think that's what gave me an itch. Because I was wearing the briefs. And there was direct contact. (laughs) So, I'm thinking that was it. I knew I was going to make a joke about you scratching.
2: Uh, You know, an addiction joke, which is always so fun. Yeah. But uh, it's funny, because you were really scratching.
0: So, it depends on (laughs) what your definition (laughs) of nothing is. Okay. Because technically, this Hold could no. probably fall under nothing. What, did you read a magazine or something? <laughs> is so, that what you cover? <laughs> here's here's the deal. This is another segment of Clark talks about television.
2: Oh, do I need a stinger for that?
1: Do we need a spoiler alert? I don't- <laughs> Spoiler alarms.: we got shit for that Ozark thing, and I've never seen a minute of Ozark. Who the
0: fuck's bitching I, about dude, the? O- everybody, I didn't spoil <laughs> Ozark.
1: I, I couldn't. I don't know if you did or not. I
2: didn't dude, spoil Ozark. We should have a spoiler alarm so I get hit. It, go! <laughs> I'm 100
0: spoil it now for oh, you no, fucks. Don't, the don't. blonde headed girl oh Got killed. The little curly girl, <laughs> I, fucking dead. Shirley Temple. <laughs> <Your> Shirley <laughs> Temple <laughs> is fucking dead. She should have died not too long ago. She took one in the temple.
4: The staircase (laughs) has been a story that has permeated our culture for 20 years. This was a
0: documentary on the Sundance Channel in 2004. What the hell? You just wait. (laughs) You just wait. I know what's coming. (laughs) And so, well, I mean, Randy's is <laughs> very not that
2: difficult.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. Well, you don't. You're not tuned in like Randy's tuned mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you know the story. You know the staircase. Yeah. When it I came out that. on Netflix. Now, the original staircase came out in 2004 on the Sundance Channel, which no one saw, which was uh, unfortunate because truly. Truly one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen in terms of, um, again, a, a genre that I have publicly ousted on this show and will continue to oust on this show of true crime. However, my issue with true crime And I had this discussion with my family as they made me watch this new Renee Zellweger thing where she plays a woman who killed somebody, and it was on Peacock, and they're like, "It's the greatest thing ever!" And they got the guy from sixty Minutes to do the narration. It is such shit, and I hate it so much. And I hate true crime for what it it turns into some sort of popcorn
4: thing, and I I don't know. It's just this. gratification we get
0: off death is just is not something i i like to celebrate however when you can artfully tell a story and go into different human emotions associated with that death then i'm more interested in that and that is what the french duo which i'm not going to try to pronounce that their name but that's what they did with the staircase and truly to this day is one of the greatest things i've ever seen um and then netflix of course decided they wanted to get in there and so in two thousand was it 2018 or so they did that yeah because yeah. there was an update to michael peterson case and he's currently out and there, so th- you know it was you know 20 years in the making well now hbo and in their infinite wisdom has decided to throw their hat into the ring so now there is a dramatization of this story called, can you he, can he guess what it's called, Russell? No idea. It's called Staircase. Okay. And uh, the first uh, three episodes dropped on the home, home Box Office channel this past week. I've seen one and a half, um, but
4: I will say that I am very, uh, I think this is great. I think the casting is solid. You've got...
0: I'm trying to get... I keep going to the documentary. I don't want the documentary.
3: <laughs> I found some information about the show, which changes my mind about the show. Give it to me. The creator is uh, Antonio Campos, who did Simon Killer in After School. Correct. I was, I was getting there.
1: There's a Schwarzenegger in it.
3: Yeah,
0: saw that too. Patrick? Yeah. Antonio Campos did it. Uh, first episode is incredible. Colin Firth plays Michael Peterson. Now, here's the thing. I know know this story intimately. I know the characters of this story intimately because, you know, I've seen everything, and this has been on my radar for over a decade because I think I watched the documentary in, like, 2010. So, you know, I'm very familiar with Michael Peterson's voice, his mannerisms. Like, I feel like I know the guy (laughs) because I've seen... Dozens of hours of Michael Peterson and Colin Firth is, I dude, his voice. It's scary. It's scary how good he is in this. Um, truly, Parker Posey is incredible in this. Tony Collette plays Kathleen, who is the woman who dies. Spoil, I mean, that's what this show's about, so fuck okay. <laughs> but again, they. Excellent storytelling here. Excellent storytelling, and then Michael Stuhlbarg plays the uh, the hotshot lawyer with the uh, the white beard and the black hair. It's a good look. You mm-hmm. like? I, I like. You remember yeah. that guy, Hollywood uh, Hogan? Also, uh, Dane DeHaan's back. Dane, you beat me to it. We got a Dane DeHaan in here. Um. Oh, Patrick schwartz is that uh, is that Arnie's kid?
2: It's got to be yeah, right it to be the yeah. fire and the water and the water. He's pretty funny. I follow him on
4: Instagram.
1: Patrick Patrick. Yeah. Arnold.
2: Yeah. Patrick. You follow his son on Instagram. Yeah. Like he posts shit like uh, he took his dad out to dinner and uh, he was like, uh, happy father's day to the only man I know that wears a jacket with a picture of
0: him on it. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was like, oh, no, he's good. He's self-aware. Um, yeah, I, I I think this is great. I'm gonna watch the whole. I think there's eight episodes, uh, and I'm not sure how much they're gonna include with this because you know, like I said, this this is a twenty year old story. Uh, it spans that amount of time, but currently Michael Peterson is out uh,
4: of jail. He's seventy.
0: Bad last years. name,
3: apparently.
4: I know, right? I was thinking of Scott too. Yeah, I think it's Peterson.
0: But is it? Is it, But that's Peterson. The D. Oh, right. I know. Or they? Are they both T's? I have no idea. Are they both T's? We'll never know. <laughs> T's,
5: yeah.
0: Both T's. Okay. Yeah, they're related, dude. They? Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I still don't know if he did it. I don't know. I don't even remember it's the sharp guy, the thing at all. His wife. Yeah, she fell, fell down a staircase. Yeah, he was there. They say he did it. Also, he's bisexual. Also, okay. had a bunch of cocks on his computer. Wasn't there something like one of the cops might have planted evidence in
2: the garage? Well, that's and- the whole
0: thing, because he was a, he was a journalist, he was a novelist, and he would wrote a, he'd write about the city government, and then that's why his defense was that it was you know a butch job, because he had been complaining about the government for so oh. long, and the, and the DA had it out against him. Weird. It's like that Bava movie Randy watched. <laughs> This could be very giallo.
3: <laughs> All
2: right. You done? Yeah. Let's
3: do it. We'll make another one Fuck and make a yeah. giallo.
2: No, I'm still looking forward to the fondant footage. <laughs> no,
0: Randy, we don't want to make a giallo biafra.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Nice. Thank you.
4: <laughs> All
2: right. Well, me, because uh, today when I woke up, I was incredibly hungover and I felt terrible. Went back to bed and I d- didn't even realize we were recording today so I asked. Yeah, that's for t- about right i know i, I asked for we've recorded on
0: every sunday for 16 years no well, normally we do saturday
2: yeah eh. <laughs> ask david dude he's the one that gives the date all the time but um yeah i don't know i hadn't even thought about it so i asked to push the show back and i was like you know what i'm gonna do everything i'm gonna get a segment ready i'm gonna watch two movies didn't work out because i was doing math wrong in my head story of my life uh so then I was like, well, I want to watch something topical, like new, you know, get, get the crowd interested, something that everybody can relate to. And I, I was, me and Oxana sat there and I was like, well, what are we going to watch? I don't know how it happened, but we ended up on Tubi watching a movie with another unfortunate title. We have another, uh, another yet another feature film called Addition. addition. I'm like, Wait, audition or audition? addition? Addition. Audition, audition. Uh, wait, what is audition? Oh, oh no, audition. No, 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 not uh, late night audition. Audition, like Takashi. Audition,
0: VK. yeah, audition. Yes, uh, not the thing you can't do. Audition. Whoa, wait, wait, what is audition? Add, like adding. Oh,
2: addition. Wow, I was thinking ed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame. Ed is what you're... I have. Again, I think we've illustrated bad title. Not, you know, <laughs>
1: that's why they tacked on found footage film on IMDb. Yeah, so
2: now it's Audition Found Footage Film. <laughs> an even better title now. Audition Found Footage Film? Yeah. So
1: it's actually searchable. So
2: there's a colon found footage film. Anyway, uh, this movie came out in 2021. It is on uh, Tubi, like I mentioned. Again, you know, whenever we talk about Tubi, we always talk about the commercial location. I think somebody might be plugging them in there they're perfectly timed either that or they have a good algorithm. I know Clark uh, disagrees with me here, but I think this movie was another great example of that, right? Yeah. The commercials came at like great moments. Like, I don't know. It feels like there's a little bit of human guiding behind there. Anyway, audition, uh, found footage film is about, here we go. We'll read from IMDb, a director air quoting held and filmed auditions in 2009 for young women to star in his reality film. The disturbing footage was recently found over a decade later. The killer has never been caught. See terror for real. Now, it's weird, right? That's a weird premise right there. Uh, There's a couple of things going on in this movie. Um, One, just, okay, one, it feels like it was filmed in the 90s. I know you popped in for a minute.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking here. Um it said that on IMDB it says that he held uh filmed auditions in two thousand and nine. Yeah. I don't know. I
2: it felt like this was like footage from before cell phones even. Yeah. It looked grainy like you know how the world just looked different in like nineties um video? It looked like that. Like it had to be on like mini DV or something This was shot. And I'm not complaining. I actually liked it. Um the film is a little bit, we're, we got a little bit of a creep vibe here. We have a POV of a director who doesn't get on camera. And we're doing one of my favorite uh, sub-genres of found footage where it's voyeurism, mm-hmm. the whole thing. This guy's just casting uh, beautiful girls to uh, take advantage of them. And audiences are immediately, like, it puts you in a position of, like, we'll do, you got to kind of think about what, what you're looking for in a film like this. I think a major critique would be there's, there's really like no horror tropes in this movie. It's a lot of creepy, like vibery, Like we're, we're just kind of hanging out with girls being invasive in like, I don't know, like, like peeking at them while they're in a changing room. Like there's really not a lot of horror shit. Like he's not killing people on camera. There's not a lot of gratuitous nudity. Which kind of puts you in an audience position where you're kind of hoping for it. Are there there so there's no Frank depictions of sex? No, no, no Frank <laughs> does show up. And honestly, I don't know. So I watched this with Oksana. We didn't talk about it, and I don't know. You end up in a position where you're kind of looking for something to happen, and I think that's that's it's worth thinking about because it's that thing that like the French and Hitchcock would always talk about where in, like in a rear window you end up in kind of a antagonist position in the audience where you want bad things to happen because you know film is our chance to look at the forbidden fruit so you hang out with these beautiful girls in this dude and you're you kind of like e- Eli Roth's forbidden fruit <laughs> yeah yeah. The, yeah, fucking rotten fruit forbidden fruit, um, forbidden fruit no so you're kind of like I don't know you're waiting and you're like dude fucking murder this bitch <laughs> Or like I don't know, like so the main girl we're hanging out with, Lacey, she's in Peterson. She's in one she's in one of the ugliest dresses I've ever seen. It looks like her boobs are about to fall out at all points, which isn't why it's ugly, but it's this like bathroom. Are you talking about
0: the, talking about the girl at Dairy Queen?
2: Yeah, that one. Yeah. She, What's
0: wrong with that dress? Uh, one,
2: it's the color green that you only find inside of a bathroom. <laughs>
0: well, she's it's a very, she
2: was a pretty girl uh, when no, she's she's beautiful. The yeah, dress but the dress like, was horrible. It
1: looked like she spilled something on it. Like no, the, no, no. It, it did make flowers. her look weird. No, there's flowers on it, but they're not like strategically placed. It's it's bad. Design. No, it looks
2: like it looked like it was stained. And Oxana was like, are those, uh, are those dots supposed to be Could there? be her favorite band? Well, I mean, when you get up close again, we got that 90s distortion of like low quality camera. Uh, you can see their flowers. It's like, oh, that is a fucking hideous dress. Anyway, the girl that played Lacey is beautiful. And I think the, the film for like a casual audience will only work because he's basically got a bunch of pretty women who weird. It's just male gaze the whole movie. But there are a couple of scenes that I really liked. One, um, so the whole thing here is the director's hiring, he's auditioning girls for a reality film. Yep. That's what he calls it. It's not going to be a TV show. It's going to be a reality movie. And the movie's going to be written with real women doing real thing. It, like, There's no script. So basically, it's a really dumb premise. So basically, he's <laughs> Larry Clark. <laughs> Kinda, except I, I mean, I'm going to take that joke seriously and Because I think it is a good point. Larry Clark finds people and then crafts a script out of their life. Yeah. And then uses them as non-actors to portray it. This guy is offering like, hey, you know those like real world? Like we're going to do that but a movie. Which doesn't really make sense. But I think part of the story is that he's manipulating these women who clearly has no idea what the film is. He's just going to murder them. Um, We're doing a little bit of Maniac here too. He's got a thing for mannequins. Which is a bonus because uh, what is Oksana's number one fear? And the mannequins. Which a is mannequins. She's not a fan of no, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you both made a face, and Randy turned his head like he was actually in the room and like looked at her. <laughs> and, right, Oksana, I'm not making that up. People are gonna think I'm making that no, up. No,
1: I hate mannequins, especially out of my peripherals. I don't like standing next to them. I can like they they don't I don't, I don't I'm not afraid to look at them, but I don't like them very
0: much. <laughs> you got mannequin heads down there. What about mannequin head?
1: No, they're fine. It's just like, I think it's the uh, uncanny valley thing where they're like human size, but they're not alive. Oh yeah.
0: The
2: uncanny valley is the most um, realized with mannequins for (laughs) sure. And um, in this film, there's, there's a moment where we're following Lacey into One of those like vintage shops you would find on hate street where they have like all the clothing is from like the fifties or something. And she's walking around in there and it's one of the, it's one of my favorite things about found footage film where you can tell they probably had an outline of what they were going to do here, but it's just her walking around. She's kind of taking him through a store she likes and she's pointing out things and Hey, great camera work. I believe the dude, um, Eric Huff directed and wrote this movie and he played the director character, uh, who's named David and, uh, he great visual storytelling with moving that camera. Um, he does a lot of my favorite thing, uh, like in Creep, where the uh, actions of the camera kind of uh, inform you into what the director's thinking. So we, we walk through here, and she's pointing out things. And on the bottom floor, there's like creepy dolls and shit. And he's looking at them. They go upstairs, and it's all clothing racks. But he's filming her from behind as she walks. And it's a perfect, like, lab- labyrinthian if that's a word Mm -hmm. um effect we get where she's just like weaving through she pulls out a shirt and he's like oh what's that shirt say and she's like i'm a rock star like and it's like a perfect she's supposed to be like 19 she seems so naive this guy's clearly got a predator's gaze going through this thing and he's like oh that's oh that's pretty cool shirt like why do you want that she's like well i'm going to a, a rock show tonight i think it's you know it's the uniform and it's like oh you're so dumb (laughs) this guy's gonna kill you and she goes through and she's like oh i should get shorts too she she finds like the tiniest pair of shorts (laughs) and i'm like people can't fit in those so we're we're walking around and like on the second floor there's a bunch of mannequins up there so here's another thing i've been talking about where the the found footage movie is really the playground of the editor this movie there's some pretty interesting editing here like just thinking about transitions because Oxana did a lot of this work for the first time for the uh, streaming festival we just did. So now I've just been thinking like in the editor's seat, like what, how to cut scenes together. A lot of cool stuff. And that's here.
0: a good segment for you. I,
2: what? In the editor's seat. I like it. Yeah. Maybe. We, yeah. We could do something with that. I could see a stinger already. Um, Brandy, write the music. You so, can hear one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Randy. I wasn't going to correct that. Um, So we'd be walking by and he'll zoom in on mannequins and then we'll go like, and it will have like footage of like a girl saran wrapped on the floor, (laughs) but it's overlaid. Like he does like dissolves. It's really cool. And it, it, it works well for the tone. Anyway, at the end of the labyrinth, she goes into a changing room and the changing rooms in this vintage store are of course only a thin cloth. So, uh, there wasn't any Frank sexual action, but, uh, the camera definitely did sneak in there. And that's what I'm talking about. Like it kind of forces you like the premise of, of the actual film we were watching, like not the film within the film, but it's supposed to be, you know um, footage from a killer that he's released. Mm -hmm. So when you're kind of watching it, looking for like murder or like nudity, I don't know. Maybe we're the monsters at the end of the day. Anyway, the end of the film, Like, I don't think, this is not for casual found footage fans. Um, If you like found footage, there's a fantastic, beautiful scene. We should probably just cut it so we can show people. At the end of this movie, they go, uh, he brings her back to his, um, what did he call it? There was a prompt in the beginning of the film, an abandoned mannequin factory.
1: He called it his soundstage, but it was uh, an abandoned mannequin factory. Now, you say that,
2: And you're like, how are you going to pull that off? And uh, he brings her in and he's like, hold on, uh, take my camera. I'll be right back. So now Lacey's this is the first time anybody else has ever held the camera. The lights go off and she's left there, realizes the front door's locked. And now we kind of mirror what we did in the vintage shop. And it's a labyrinth of fucking mannequins. And it is gigantic. And it both feels organic where she's just randomly walking also whoever played lacy uh, she doesn't have a credit on imdb fantastic job filming i kept thinking of that dumb critique on found footage critic where people were like oh the sacrament is dumb because they handed off the camera to a random villager and they did fantastic cinematography yeah it's like oh shut the fuck up and she did too and i'll tell you when you don't know what the director looks like and she's moving through a dark warehouse full of uh i mean they placed the mannequins perfectly like they knew he knew what he was doing and that she was going to be walking through here so towards the end of that you start to get a lot of male mannequins and you're like oh he's gonna be in there and me and oxana were watching we're like that's him that's the one and we we're just <laughs> dude, was
1: like was, "Wait, no it's missing an arm that's not even a human <laughs> no
2: it was so much fun like that was a fantastic scene the rest of the movie not a lot happens though um and again, I don't think a lot of people are going to go check this out. So I wanted to share with everybody a song from this movie. So uh, here you go. Enjoy this thing. I'm, I don't think I could set it up even if I tried. <laughs>
4: they say, oh, play me. Come out and play with me. If you don't play with me, I'll be under me. I'll scratch
5: your eyes Oh god! I'll stab you with a knife. <laughs> and that will be the end of your life. Who's been the
0: bad boy? <laughs> <laughs> Crispin Glover,
2: dude, dude dude that shit is fucking insane honestly i think we might be able to turn that into some sort of a stinger (laughs) (laughs) but that is that is the wackiest moment in the movie and it's just really a montage of like i don't know uh maybe uh, potential violence that happened off camera i there there even is one moment where a girl is saran wrapped and she's laying on the floor in between two mannequins and I think you could see her nipples and he blurred them out.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's really my one complaint. Is now there is a <laughs> Whoa well, 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 well. Tubi. May no, I don't know. Mm-mm. There's oh. there's new no, Tubi gets uh Tubi hey,
1: has like porn on there. Tubi almost. has
2: straight up European porn on there. Oh really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Is it blurred? No. Oh, you watching European porn? Well, I TV? mean, so we were. Well, what happened? <laughs> there was a night where we were watching Italian horror, and it auto played into like Italian sex comedy shit, and it was uh-huh. like, oh, we're going like full bush, like multiple partners in full a full
0: bush Italian.
2: Did Franco in there, dude? Uh, f- it, there was th- Frank showed up in that movie.
1: I found um, the actress. It's Alexandra Dreyfus, and I don't think that movie is listed on her IMDb.
2: Oh, huh. she, okay. She probably wanted no part. How did you <laughs> find her?
1: Tubi has her listed.
2: Oh, she's probably pissed about that. She's also the daughter of Richard Dreyfus. Now, I, and, and here's one thing. So, the, the problem with the nipple thing is it's uh, Megan is Missing, free where you're the like, nipple. well, yeah, free the nipple, one. But, two, if you're making a film and the, the filmmaker or like the person who edited, directed, and did everything is a serial killer it kind of ruins the uh, suspension of disbelief when you're like, Oh, I'm going to blur her nipples out while she's saran wrapped in my closet. But on top of that, it it's, I mean, honestly, there is an argument for it. It's maybe them not wanting to share the nudity, but earlier in the film, the girl who, uh, uh, miss Dreyfus, uh, who's good in the movie. Mm -hmm. She, so he, he has her go to locations and just talk on camera. And they go to a playground. And I don't know if she's riffing or if it's all real, which is, you know, a hallmark of a good moment. But she climbs up this rocket thing and there's a slide on it and she goes down and she's in that dumb, ugly dress and it's a metal slide. So in my head, I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. And uh, the opposite happened. She got fucking launched off of it. She flies down that slide and flips over and uh, her dress flies up and i don't was she wearing underwear?
1: It didn't look like it.
2: I don't think she had underwear on. Oh, full beef? No, because she she flipped over and landed face down, so it's full butt. And i'm like that scene was really long for like a stunt to happen. So i'm like was that a candid moment? Like did that really happen and her butt just like was there? I'm like cuz if they planned that out, that was incredible.
1: I, I can't tell if they planned it or not either.
2: But her butt was there. You know what I mean? There's nudity. It's not like you blurred the butt. Or don't blur the butt. Blur the butt. Baby, yeah. Day, I don't know. It's a trip. Um, I don't know. What would you what would you give it, Oksana?
1: Probably like a, a three and a half.
2: I think I'm there with you.
1: Like, she's really good in it. And he's, he's also really good. He's got a really good voice. He talks almost the entire time.
2: But are um, they? There are moments where there's like a little bit of acting. Like, you could tell uh, her watch breaks at one point yeah that was a little weird like for everything feeling so casual and like authentic those moments feel so not
4: it's yeah, like I mean, oh here's our bit i'm that we sure have to they do. had
1: like a couple of moments and they were like okay these these things have to happen at these places or whatever but for the rest of it i feel like she was supernatural
0: <laughs> she was supernatural? very very natural <laughs> she was supernatural
1: and just i don't know that ending that last scene is like so great
0: oh it's so
2: good yeah I think Oxana just had a crush on her um she was adorable, yeah, she was a pretty girl, all of them were, and I think that works, but man, unless you're into those kind of like I, I don't know what to call them they're kind of like uh meandering found footage films like evil things i I don't know if you'd uh if I could recommend this to you, but I dug it i don't know
1: there was a prompt in the beginning of it about how like the the families of the missing girls cooperated so that they could like release yeah. this. None of that even came up. Like I don't no, know why they even. Uh,
2: I I believe that's one of the complaints I read on IMDb was like all of the all the girls in this you're just supposed to accept they're dead because none of it happens on camera. I don't know. It's weird. Um, all I,
0: the girls are dead. I took a bunch of nipples. <laughs> I took
2: a bunch of nipples. <laughs> I took a bunch of notes. Sorry, I'm very hungover. <laughs> uh one of my my okay blurred nipples covered that male gaze uh any dong no dong it could have used some dong i'm not joking every film so you know my mom came over for the virtual fest and um uh she brought my dad for a little bit and they were talking about nudity in films and why there isn't any really anymore yeah i was like well the internet ruined that like you can't market a movie based on like hey here's a pretty girl want to see her naked because the fucking internet's there. I'm like, honestly, it's mostly male nudity because we're, we're just trying to even things out now. And I'm like, also, you know, when you throw a wiener in a movie, anything can happen. Like, you know, the, uh, like we could take this far. And my mom was just not into that argument. <laughs> she was like, we don't need to see naked dudes.
3: <laughs> I heard that at least if you want to pass the, uh, R rating for MPAA dong has to be fake. Wait, what? <laughs> Apparently, uh, in Red Rocket, Simon Rex's dong is not his real dong. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And he was saying how if you wanted to pass uh, for an rate- R rating in the MPAA, it has to be fake dong. It can't be real dong in Why? movies. Why are
0: showing real tits? We're showing real puss.
3: I don't know. But apparently that's the way it is for the MPAA R rating.
2: And we still can't go erect, Right.
3: I mean I, I guess if it's fake
0: get Frank on the phone <laughs> can't go right <away.
3: laughs> Um
0: well I've I've pulled up a uh, a couple of user reviews on the international movie database Oh Um that's that, where all the poets of a uh, film review go Oh we're about to adventure <laughs> There are two reviews for this film all only right. two I will read them both The first review is done by Beths Jim-13693 <laughs> On the 12th of March of this year, uh, Beth's gem gave this 4 out of 10 stars, and the title of Beth's gem's review is, Wow, comma, period, question mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I am not sure if the story is true, but there was no real horror. More a guy spending a day with his last victim could have been so much more. I guess it could have put together, I guess it could have been put together in a different way. Save yourself the time, pick anything else. Good job there. You had to reconstruct that sentence on the fly. But he
1: still gave it four?
0: <laughs> Out of ten. Now, now <clears throat> this, is the, this is the better review. From Pest 9 <laughs> on the 6th <laughs> of May 2022. So oh, okay, they just, just watched Just a it. few days ago. Uh, pest gave this eight out of 10 stars. And the title of his review is certainly exists. <laughs> the most I wanted to make a movie then did picture. I've seen in a while guy just follows chicks around. We're supposed to just know these chicks are killed they couldn't be bothered showing it <laughs> would have been way hotter with a little fake blood or at least a chick playing dead.
2: Yeah. Uh, zero out of one people found that helpful.
0: And zero out of one people <laughs> found that helpful. Um, three out of three found it helpful for <laughs> Beth's Gym.
2: Yeah. Wow, comma, dot, <laughs> question mark, helped a few people. Um, you know, there is one thing I forgot to mention. There's a hinted arg element to this movie. Oh god! Where there's clearly like clues put in, like a you lot of You think everything's
0: playing. an arg, though? No. You think our life is <laughs> an arg. It is, dude. Check right. it
2: out. I saw um, uh, Doctor Strange too, and now I know everything. Did you? No.
0: I was about
2: to say. Although I, I probably will now. Why? I heard it's very Sam Raimi, very horror. Yeah. Very. Uh, yeah.
0: It's very Marvel. I know. That trailer I'm looks Marvel too.
2: Yeah, but I heard there's like a Necronomicon in it. Bruce Campbell shows up. Bruce Campbell
3: shows up? Yeah, so I'm God in. God damn uh, it. I know. I didn't. Fuck you. I really I didn't. almost went on Friday too, but I was like, nah, I don't want to be that nerd fucking- that goes opening <sighs> yeah. weekend. You got a
2: BC in there and I'm in. Bruce so I gotta man, go. I gotta go watch what's it. What's Bruce doing? I don't know, but I'm, I want to check it out. God damn it. Sam. I know. <laughs> man, if it wasn't fucking, oh man, if it wasn't Sam Raimi, i heard even the like direction style i'm tired of the dr strange thing though i liked him but he's been he's been we've been dr strange heavy dr strange on paper that first movie i couldn't have been more excited oh i didn't see it uh i I love mads mickelson too and i was just like dude i'm in i watched it and
0: i went "Mm, okay
2: boring i didn't really love anybody in it
0: do you you not like the cumberbatch
2: i like the visuals but again it's hard to like remove inception (laughs) from that movie but uh I don't know. I, dude, I, you want to go, you want to do that on your birthday, Oksana? Mm. Okay, good. (laughs) I thought I should throw that out there. You'd rather do crow four?
1: Yeah, it sounds like more fun, but I mean, I'm, I see this and come
0: on, we got to figure it out. Do you not, do you not want to do anything? You just want to, if you don't want to do anything, that's, you just want to cook soy riso on your birthday? I haven't
1: cooked soy riso in a while. So what a a bad idea, though.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Trader Joe's Soy Rezo is great. Anyway, there is an ARG element. I couldn't piece anything together. I didn't try super hard, but I don't know. Maybe maybe we
0: should book the director and ask him about it. <laughs> like, what's up with the ARG, dude? And why, uh, speaking of Trader Joe, shout out to the uh, Trader Joe's cheeseburger burrito. I'm in. It's pretty, it. it's pretty good. Oh, last thing. Uh, when
2: we ended the movie, uh, Tubi had a recommendation queued up. <laughs> Uh, the title of the recommendation was Nine Days, colon, whipped, chained, and tortured by a psychopath. Um, in the description of that movie, it referred to the movie as torture porn. All right. it, it referred to itself as torture porn. I've never heard of that before. This sounds like a cool guy. Nine There's days. also
3: already another movie out called Nine Days that is apparently good. Oh, so maybe it
2: recommended uh, this movie based on poorly picked titles, like Audition, that they had to do colon found footage movie. Also, Nine days had to do colon whipped, chained and tortured by
0: a psychopath. Also, funny. one time I received a phone call of a raspy voice telling me I had seven days. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what you were trying to hammer in there.
2: <laughs> Hold on. I want to read the description. But it was was timely. I had to get
0: it in quickly.
2: I can't find... There's no IMDb listening for it.
1: There is. It's just under nine days. Nine days, 2013.
2: Oh, oh God. They couldn't even commit to the extra long dumb title. Also, the poster is (laughs) terrible. The saying goes that love means never having to say you're sorry. This is especially true when you're being held in a religious madman's basement (laughs) with your neck chained to a wooden post. Nine days is based on a darkly comic. Reading of Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I forgot it said Dante's Inferno, but torture porn. That was the Tubi description. So time,
0: yeah. next week we'll cover nine days. I, this sounds like Eli Roth. <laughs> oh dude. This
3: is this his uh look at the poster. I'm pulling it up. Dude. <laughs> That's Eli Roth, dude. God, wait. I'll nobody. watch the other nine days featuring Zazzy beats. Mm-hmm
0: All right. Thanks for that, Randy. (laughs) You know, that's uh, that's the only way I can't eat my beets if they're a little Zazzy. All
5: right.
2: Wait, I got I gotta do one. Uh, Zazzy beats by Dre. Nice.
3: That's something. Not bad. That's something. I'll give it to you. All right,
0: Noxana, go. (laughs) Skip. (laughs) Zazzy beats her wife. I got two in. what you got? Zazzy Borsch. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Borscht. How do you say it?
1: Borsh. Okay.
0: Ooh, ooh. do it one more time. Borsch. Borscht. Now put Zazzy before ooh. it.
1: <laughs> Zazzy Borsh.
0: No, you gotta do Zazzy all Russian. Eh?
1: How? Z-
0: <laughs> like Zazzy. Zazzy Borsh. Come on, do it.
1: No. Do it. Oh, do, it. Come on. do it.
0: We're very excited.
1: I, I can't I don't underst
2: just do <laughs> it. If you're thinking about it, stop thinking about it.
1: Uh, you're thinking Zazi I can't.
0: <laughs> Zazi It
1: just comes out Zazzy because Zazzy.
0: Zazzy,
1: I guess. Zazzy.
0: A is Okay, Z-
2: you're overthinking it. Z Just tap into your Russian blood. There. Say it. No, I don't want him to say it. Come on. Tomorrow, you're going to be too old to do this dumb shit anymore. You have to do it today.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe how hard this is for you.
1: Because it doesn't work. And
2: you've ruined the bit. We can never end the show unless you, you finish this thing.
1: Zazie Beats. What? No! <laughs> <Boy! I> mean <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll see you Thursday. God. Maybe. God damn
3: it. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater. Facebook at The Overlook Hour and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Statt. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.